They call me Dr. Positive. I really, really love the life I live. And if you're feeling negative, I got the remedy for you. They call me Dr. I'm, incredi- I'm an incredibly positive person, you know, and I actually love my life and I've loved my life all my life. When you're in a situation where you're in a wheelchair and you're getting judged every day from society, then it's hard. For, I don't see how someone who hasn't even been in that arena could come up to me and say, well, why don't you just go out and get your own girlfriend, man? And it's just <laughs> yeah, like, kiss, easy to say, yeah. kiss my ass. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy. You know? It's <laughs> <laughs> my ass. Hello and welcome to According to Aster. This is my third episode. I know how time flies. It's obviously because I'm having fun. Today I am so pleased to welcome not only my friend, but an incredibly talented human being. Uh, His name is Tim Hain. And uh, amongst other things, he has just, well, not just, but he has got a book out. And it's called Lap of Honor and it features uh, Sir Sterling Moss. I just want to read a piece uh from the book before before we bring tim in because i think it gives a really a really good introduction so here goes on easter monday 1962 i attended my first motor race my hero sterling moss crashed and almost lost his life it was a harsh baptism for an 11 year old schoolboy, but i was hooked come september at sunny crystal palace Tim borrowed his mother's Kodak retina and took his first racing pictures. Three years later, with his own single-lens reflex camera and darkroom, he won the British Automobile Racing Club's Moto Photo Contest for the third time and had pictures published in several magazines. He was just 14. He then gave it up at 16, caving to parental pressure to enrol him for Oxford. He failed. When Jimi Hendrix arrived, he taught himself electric guitar and drifted off in another direction. This led to a career playing thousands of gigs and awakened his love for performing and writing his own songs. Tim worked with many top songwriters. His photographic passion was reborn with Goodwood Revival in 1998. Tim is in essence a storyteller with several avenues of expression, music, writing and photography. He has written a treatment for a film about rebel racing, drive a test pilot who flies into the life of an oppressed schoolboy. He has also compiled light-hearted series of memoirs titled Fame at Last, about unlikely encounters with imminent people during his life in music and motor racing. Wow, what 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 a uh, what a life already! I'm, I'm sure there's so much more to tell, Tim. To welcome. Thank you, <laughs> Tim. Tell me a bit more about your life growing up and and when and when you really started to get into music. Um, I think you said it there, and what you read there was with my camera, you know, taking pictures. But because I was born into the kind of society where where career wasn't even sort of mentioned you know because you know um there was inherited wealth which is is not a good thing to give you a work ethic because there was nobody there saying hey lad you're taking good pictures you should be earning a cross with that you know that didn't even exist so you know it was only a hobby 
even though I was winning all these contests and blah, blah, blah. So then, you know, as, as you said, um, I took up the electric guitar and sort of drifted around the world playing guitar here, there and everywhere. And then about 20 years ago, seriously started going out and thinking, well, I've got to, you know, make a bit of a crust here. So, I, you know, in the last 20 years, I've done about 2,000 gigs and built a studio at home and, and uh, you know, I'm now just on the point of uh, releasing a single, which I think you've heard and seen the video and you want to talk about in a while. Yeah, we're um, gonna we're gonna play that today. Uh, what what was your par- What was your relationship like with your parents, especially after like kind of crushing your dream of the photography avenue? Well, it was it was difficult. I mean, in in the book, actually. I mean, here here I am. Uh, let let let's kill. I hate the expression "kill two birds with one stone," but let's <laughs> let's name drop. Let's do the fame <laughs> at last bit and answer your question. <laughs> let's. I I was sitting one night with with my dear friend Sterling Moss. <laughs> How's that for an introduction? Does that sound amazing, good? amazing. But it's true. And, uh, it, you know, I mean, the thing is, as, as we may all have realized, anyone who's, they say you should never meet your heroes, you will always be disappointed. I think the opposite is true, is because when you meet your heroes and get to know them and realize they're just like a simple, humble human being like you, mm. or as a Christian friend put it to me one time, he said, let's, let's just assume that we're all born ordinary human beings, but some of us get to do extraordinary things, but we're still human beings. So, you know, when I met Sterling Moss, obviously, you know, he'd just been knighted and I was incredibly sort of nervous, you know, turning up at his house. But the moment he came in the room and sat down, my first impression was that this guy's really shy. And within five minutes, it felt like I was catching up with an old mate I hadn't seen for 38 years. Wow. Um, so there we were sitting one night, and he said to me, um, he, he wanted to know my back, a, a bit about my background. You know, and we were we were drinking a glass of wine and, and just sort of shooting the shit as you do. And he said, um, you know, he wanted to know. And I simply said, well, you know, I was um, born into wealth, so that there was no work ethic. My dad left when I was sixty-six, so he was always like distance. My mom was very overbearing, emasculating, and controlling. And then at the age of eight, I was sent to a boarding school three miles from my home where I was basically abused by a headmaster and nobody knew a thing about it. Mm. And Sterling was silent for a moment. He thought about that. And then he said, boy, because he calls everybody boy, even his closest friends, he says, boy, I'm amazed you're as sane as you are. (laughs) (laughs) Which was beautiful. And, uh, as I say in, in, in the book, you know, coming from Sterling Moss, such a remark made me feel like uh, Jensen Button in the Mad Canadian Grand Prix some years ago, where he was in last place and took the lead on the last lap and won, you know. <laughs> do you think so, this, yeah. Do you think this um, relationship happened with Sir Sterling Moss because, because you, you know, you, your dreams were crushed in, in years ago? Like, it, it was almost kind of... Um, uh, a gift to you wasn't it because not everyone gets to meet sterling moss who's a petrol head yeah exactly it, it's true and i mean the thing is the irony here is that um you could say that dream was crushed by my mom's ambitions but it was through a friend of my mother's in 2000 that i met sterling moss she called me up one day and said oh, darling would you like to meet sterling moss i know you've got this idea for a book it might be useful so I sort of would have said, well, is the Pope a Catholic? But my mother was a Catholic, so I didn't want to offend her. Um, but that's how. 
And that's why the book begins with Sterling Moss's forward. And the very first thing he says is, it's amazing what you can get from your wife's gynecologist. <laughs> I love that quote. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, and, 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 and yes, not everybody does. I mean, when I went to Goodwood in 1998 with my camera and actually my mother and my future wife, and I bought this lovely Pentax camera with a 400 millimeter lens from that era of the 60s called a Spotmatic for 120 quid. My entire ambition was just to get one photograph of my hero, Sterling Moss, who I hadn't seen since the day he crashed 36 years earlier, you know. Um, but I never dreamed that that photograph, he would see it and that it would lead to me answering the phone to arguably the greatest legend in motor racing history, telling me jokes I would never tell my mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Are you still in touch with him? I, yeah, I... I um you know, he's, he's not terribly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 90 years old and, and he's not terribly well, but I, I stay in touch with him. Yes. And, uh, uh, I certainly, I speak to, I speak to his wife, Susie every week. And so I know it's a worrying time for her. Um, did you ever have, did you ever have aspirations to get behind, um, uh, a racing car wheel yourself? Well, I did in, in go-karts, you know, I mean, all the greats, you know, the last, 30 years have probably started in go-karts, whether it's Alan Prost, Ayrton Senna, Michael Schumacher, Nigel Mansell, they all started by being go-kart champions. And Schumacher used to keep sharp by racing karts in the wintertime. Um, and I actually won the 1990, I won my class in the 1993 National Kart Racing Association Grand Final at Three Sisters in Wigan, believe it or not. I've got a big silver cup in my studio to prove it. <laughs> wow. I think I've seen it, actually. I've had the... I think- yeah, I think you did. For anyone who doesn't know, I've I've, I've had the privilege of um, being in uh, Tim's studio. We've 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 recorded there. We've done a we've done a song there. Um, family That's now, did. family now, Tim. You know, I've met your family, and you've got a, a lovely family. And I, I think I don't know. Is it, it it almost doesn't reflect what you've told me about your your history? You know, it's it's almost to me like you've made special effort to make a beautiful family um, well thank you it's it's um it, it's it's a long journey i think you know i mean you t- you too have had a very different kind of um handicap but you're you're in a resource and you're in a determination and your own talent has pushed you forward and i think you know for me definitely you know when I know we 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 have an, a, a a chap in common, a gentleman who's inspired us both and taught us how to meditate, for example. And uh, that was the first step for me way back when I was twenty one. And then I had eight years with three different therapists, and then I've done two thousand gigs. I've won karting championships, so I've done things. I've made the effort to sort of turn that um, that that myself around, as you have, and mm-hmm. I think meeting people like Sterling Moss and doing this book, which has put me in touch with um, and, and gained the help and the, and the contributions from so many name drop, name drop names <laughs> is an indication of, you know, the fact that we draw to ourselves what we believe about myself ourselves. And so perhaps it's an indication that something inside me did change, but I had to make that first step and uh, it's not been easy. And, and, you know, 
having a family now is 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 a real blessing. Not always easy. I don't think there's anybody who's got a family who always finds it easy. You know, I mean, you've got a a wonderful 15 year old daughter who's definitely, you know, the, 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 dare I say, it, the kind of female version of Harry Enfield's Kevin at the moment. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, um, my wife and I definitely don't see eye to eye all the time you know we're very different in many ways but she's had my back for god knows how long she's turned this hippie house into a home she's she's you know raised two beautiful children so yeah it, it's um lovely you know, I, I can thank god at the same time you know god can do nothing if you don't make an effort yourself and something in me was driven to change my inner dialogue you can say that um you know had, had somehow destroyed my self-esteem literally beaten out of me because i tell you when i was 12 year old when i was 12 years old and in this boarding school one day the headmaster said and this is all part of the stories i'm writing that film you mentioned earlier mm. he came in and in front of the whole school he said you know presiding over the whole school at dinner he said hey you've come second in the exams and i thought yeah great yes sir <laughs> how come you've done so well in the exams when your form the rest of the term was so poor I'm going to beat it's because you were lazy the rest of the term. I'm going to beat you the rest of for being lazy the rest of the term. God. And I realized many, many years later, in in you know, with the help of therapists and blah blah, that I learned on that day when I was 12 years old that if ever I succeed, I'm gonna be punished. So since then that script was running, so I've had to change that script and I've worked hard for it, and here I am. Um I think a lot of people have that script running you know yeah they do and and therefore it's it's all the more important i think i think it's something i think it's something we can all relate to because it whenever whenever something good seems to happen it's always counteracted with something kind of uh heavily negative i don't know that might be just my experience but it's 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 kind of the yin and yang of life it seems it is the yin, yin and yang in life i suppose at the same time what is this phrase i heard the other day self sabotage you know, yeah. it's like, well, well, we don't deserve that something good happens to us, you know, or because, well, it's always gone wrong before. And, and you know, that script that, you know, you're no good, you know, or is, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, I mean, I grew up with the script because my dad left, you know, my, my mother always used to say, you know, your father was a silly little man. He was homosexual and you're just like your father. So I had to unravel oh. that for fuck's sake. Oh yeah, my I mean, God. for God's sake. No, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> um, tell tell me a little bit more about your music, Tim. When because you you say you've done thousands of gigs. What what with bands or solo or mostly with bands, mostly with my own band. Um, yes, um, it was just a case of getting out there and, and learning how to earn a crust doing something. So that's what I did. Um, and now, partly because of certain um, constraints, both uh, physical, I had an issue with my prostate last year, and uh, and also current lockdown. It's a case of actually doing something that doesn't involve going and uh, setting up equipment, doing a two-hour set in perhaps a bar somewhere, and then coming home. It's a case of raising my sights. So that's what I've been doing. I've been slowly, slowly working at this stuff for years. The book came out just a few months ago, and now there's this uh, um, this song coming out. Anybody so, uh, that um, anybody that's 
because I've, I've I've been asked a few times where where you can actually get Tim's book, and you can get it on Amazon. Um, it's on all the outlets. Uh, yeah, it's, it's ready. It's ready. Go buy it. It's a it's it's a good book. Um, Tim's a great photographer, and he's also a really amazing musician. Tim, can you play us play us a track? Because I, I'm just dying for my listeners to hear just what we're, what we're talking about. I am. What 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 shall I? I'm, not, I'm just wondering whether I should do something that's allied to the book because I'm I'm planning a bunch of songs. I've written a bunch of songs, you know, about motor racing. Um, yeah, do, do do that, Tim. Let's let's go for it. I'll see. If, I hope I can remember the words to this one because <laughs> I don't always remember my own songs. People sometimes request they come up at a gig and say, "Oh, do you know such and such?" I said, "No." They said, "But you wrote it." I said, "But that doesn't mean I know it." <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, do you think you do, do you think your readers will be your your listeners will be familiar with them? Um, with a chap called Murray Walker. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure they are legend. Legend. Because he's also a great contributor to the book and even does a brilliant Murray in the middle of the book. It's quite funny. But um, I wrote a song completely based on Murray Walker misquotes. Wow. Um, So I'll give that a go if you like. Take it away, Tim. It's called Stop the Start Watch. Love it. Stop the stopwatch, cause Murray's on the mic. Stop the stopwatch, we're counting down red lights. Now anything can happen, and it usually does. When Mr. Walker does the talk and his trousers are alight, I said his trousers are alight. Well, well, now Michael Schumacher is leading Michael Schumacher. A man so can see him in his headphone. The car in front is unique. Except for the one behind it, which is identical. And unless I'm very much mistaken, yes, I'm very much mistaken. I interrupt myself to bring you this. Stop the stopwatch. Cause Murray's on the mic Stop the stopwatch We're counting down red lights Now anything's gonna happen And it usually does When Mr. Walker does the talk And his trousers are alight I said his trousers are alight Well mm-hmm. Tell us Murray The atmosphere is so tense You could cut it with a cricket stump and hell hath no fury like a woman ran. Nothing wrong with the car except that it's on fire. And if that ain't an engine failure, then I'm a Chinaman. And if I was Michael Schumacher, which of course I'm not, I interrupt myself to bring you this. Stop the stopwatch. Because Murray's on the mic. Stop the stopwatch. We're counting down red lights. Well, anything can happen. And it usually does. When Mr. Walker does the talk and his trousers are alight. I said, when Mr. Walker does the talk and his trousers are alight. Yeah, his trousers are alight. That's right, his trousers are alight. Stop the stopwatch. Tim, tell me about Weeks Act Freddy. 
what's it all about and how did it come about? We Sacked Freddy is the true story. Another one from the fame at last, Strange Encounters with Eminent People, whereby way back in 1970 or 1971, uh, a, a chap called Freddy Bulsara, subsequently known as Freddie Mercury, came to visit our band and audition our band for a week because he was obviously looking for Queen. Wow. And at the end of that week, during which I rode with him, just him and I on the top of uh, uh, a bus all the way down Kensington High Street, and he was very quiet. You and Freddie Mercury were on, on the top of this bus? Yes, but he wasn't yet Freddie Mercury. Right. And we were going to the Kensington Market, and we got there and literally, literally, um, everybody just came out of hiding and he was the queen of the scene even then though, though you know um, and uh, anyway at the end of the week at the end of the week uh, he got together with the other members of the band and said I'm really interested in working with you guys but your guitar player that means me he's a bit too sweet in other words I was into sort of the Grateful Dead and and and, and sort of like um <laughs> you know, it's a beautiful day and Crosby pills and hash and all this kind of lovely West coast music. And he was looking for somebody really heavy and rocky, but the band turned around and said, actually, Freddie, we really liked him. So on your way, Brilliant. <laughs> hence the song, we sacked Freddie. Brilliant. Wow. And what, what which is a tribute. Cause I mean, he's a brilliant guy. So it's no, you know, a brilliant guy. Absolutely fantastic. But yes, that is the story behind the song. He's a legend. And what, what did you think of the, the movie about Freddie Mercury? Was that, did you think? Do you know, it's weird to say, but I've got the, I've got the CD, I've got the DVD right here and I've yet to see it. Wow. I've been so- looking for, I'm trying to persuade them because, because my wife can't stand Queen. So I'm trying to find a time when we can actually all watch it. Well, this is, this, yeah. it's funny you should say that because I wasn't a great fan of Queen myself, but when I watched it, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. That wouldn't and- surprise me. And it's given me a, a, a new kind of look on Queen that I've I've never had, you know. I've never so yeah. Maybe maybe tell that to your to your missus. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> I will. No, I'm really looking forward to it. But I have read the book um, Bohemian Rhapsody, which um, my friend Leslie Ann Jones wrote. It's well worth a read. I mean, she's a she's a, got a long history of, of journalism and, and has written some great books. And she knew Freddie fairly well. It's it's um, a good book, Bohemian Rhapsody by Leslie Ann Jones. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah gonna, book only, the book only has one problem, as all her books do, and that is that they end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's like everything, I guess, isn't it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> let's let's, um, let's hear a little. I'm not. We're not going to play the full thing, obviously, because it's not released yet. Um, but Tim's kindly let me play a little clip from. His new track, uh, We Sacked Freddy. So let's take a listen. He wanted to get rid of me. He didn't like the way I played. I wasn't Brian me. The boys got together and said, Sorry, Freddy. Till he stays. We sacked Freddy. Freddy, he went on to become rock royalty. And now he's an icon. We sacked Freddy. And Freddy. Tim, I'm going to go through um, a quiz with you now. 
That's all right. Um, and, but you, you can't think about it, and it's, it's got to be your first answer. Right, I'm not very good at quizzes. I never go. I haven't been to any quizzes. Ever <laughs> that's the life. fun. That's the fun okay. thing about it. Okay, number one. If you could buy any type of food right now, what would you buy? Blimey, I've just had breakfast. So I'm not hungry, but you know me. I'd. Uh, <laughs> oh God, what would I buy? Probably if it was a meal, I'd buy a, a top curry. <laughs> Great, I love it. What color is your toothbrush? Uh We've got an electric toothbrush, but mine is the one with the blue ring at the bottom. The blue ring. <laughs> Me too, darling. Oh, good. If you could be any animal, what would it be and why? Ah, uh, tiger comes to mind. Because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tiger rabbit cusp in the Chinese horoscope, but I lean towards tiger. And it's tigers that, they don't give up, they keep going. They keep going, even slowly and stealthily, but they keep going. That's a good answer, I like it. What is one of the things you would put on your bucket list? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I've got hundreds of things on my bucket list, and now I can't remember them. I would I would like to uh, race at Goodwood. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. Who is your, fav- your favourite superhero and why? Superhero? God, well, I never, I never read superhero type books. Um, of course, Sterling Moss is a great superhero, but he's a wonderful human being. Uh, Jesus Christ, he's pretty amazing. I mean, even even if he was a totally a fictitious character, you know, he he taught some pretty amazing stuff. So you know, They're there's a couple answers. to be going on with. Love it. Who do you admire the most? Well, those two right there, um, our friend Prem, I admire an awful lot. Um, musically, Bob Marley, Jimi Hendrix, the Beatles. Love it. What is your favourite summer activity? And I always tell my guests to keep it clean. Or oh, you don't have to, you know, it's, it's your choice. My favourite summer activity, I would say, would be Swimming off a Corsican beach or going for a long walk in the country with a spliff, but you better not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that answer. <laughs> if a movie was made of your life, what genre would it be and who would play you? Oh, my goodness. Um, who would play me? What genre would it be? I guess it would be a sort of a closest i can come to is like let's say um dead poet society which is a sort of a tragic comedy it mixes fun and not so fun brilliantly as robin williams does uh, it's not really a genre god what do i say um <laughs> no, you can say that coming of age coming of age movie there you go Love it'll be it. a coming of age movie and who would play you How about that um who would play me um well, I don't know who played a young me because I'm not really familiar with, with like, you know, any good 12-year-old actors. But, you know, um, <laughs> I suppose I, I keep thinking of the guy who plays Gandhi only because he's like me, he's got no hair. <laughs> that's a, that's a fine, you know. There is a resemblance there. Yeah. <laughs> if you could be any flavour of ice cream, what ice cream flavour would you be and why? Oh, bloody hell. It's got to be, you know, dark chocolate. And what? Why? 
Why? Well, because, you know, for me, I like a variety of ice cream flavors, but something's always missing if chocolate isn't there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can have any flavor you like. That's three or four different ones, but one of them's always got to be chocolate, whatever else you have. Love it. A Belgian chocolate, preferably dark, you know. Got to be Belgian chocolate. Yeah. Who is your favorite cartoon character and why? <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm, I'm kind of a... <laughs> I'm kind of torn between Popeye and uh, Homer Simpson. <laughs> love it. I love those answers. That's brilliant. That was the last question. That was the last quiz question. Oh, oh, I, can, I can breathe again now. <laughs> yeah, breathe away. Now I um, need a drink. How's lockdown going, Tim? I know you said you've got your equivalent of um, Kevin, 15-year-old Kevin in the house. Right? <laughs> but how, how's I it think going? it's going pretty well. I mean, I have to say that we are very lucky um, or else my two-year search for a home all those years ago was was is paying off that we're on the ridge of a hill so we can actually go for a walk, go out in the countryside and not sort of not be constantly trying to keep six feet away from people. Mm. And for me personally, um, with so many ongoing musical projects, the fact that over the last two years I've been sort of recording so many songs that need finishing. So, you know, one by one, hopefully I can get to do that. And I've always got things to write so creatively, you know, a quiet time is actually very welcome if I can just discipline my ass to get it in gear, you know. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's, there's nothing pushing us, is there? Like, the, the, it's almost, I don't know, for me, it's almost like time stopped, really, and it's a pause. That yeah, we can... I, I'm feeling that too. So if I can do a little bit every day that is either writing another chapter uh, of, a, of the story of my school days um, or do some more work on a song um, or set up for my weekly broadcast. So I don't think I'm going to do one this Sunday. I think I'll leave it and do it the following Sunday um, just to yeah. sort of. They're great. If anyone hasn't seen Tim, he does um, usually does a live weekly um, gig broadcast on, on Facebook. I'd highly recommend tuning into that. Cause it's just, yeah, I've, I've done two. And if I don't do a proper one this Sunday, I might just do a hello at eight o'clock Sunday, the sunset, se- sunset sessions, I'm calling them. Yeah. The great, honestly, I mean, for me, music is one of those things that actually has, um, the power to, to make you feel good pretty, pretty instantly. Um, God, yes. And when you, when you watch Tim's gigs, it's, they're just, they're just great. And you can see the reaction from people. Tim, play us a, play as a song that um, is a feel-good song that would, you know, that for, for everyone in lockdown at the moment. Well, uh, there was one I played the other day. I don't know if you like that one that I played about, um, that, that, that I wrote with my son about Humpty Dumpty. That was really good. The Humpty, we love the Humpty Dumpty song. Let's, let's okay, go. I'll do that then, because what this is, is it's really an allegory for the world today because we hear so much information, even about coronavirus and what has caused it, you know, was it, um, you know, was it people eating bats or whatever? Was it, you know, was it the release of a, of a, um, you know, a, a bioweapon accidentally that got us and you hear all these things and, you know, let, and, 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 there's so, many, there's so many conspiracy theories going around. Isn't so there? many conspiracy theories. Exactly. So, this is what this song is actually about. It may be a rewrite of the Humpty Dumpty story, but, you know, basically what my boy and I were talking about when he said to me, Daddy, nowhere in the Humpty Dumpty story does it tell you that he was an egg. Which is true. 
which is true. I love and it. so we thought about that. We started talking and said, well, maybe, maybe the story is very different. And then I came up with this other idea, which is now the payoff line for the song. But it's turned into really a song about fake news and what is real. So I will play that. Take There's it like away, this. Tim. Um, Hear me now. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a big fall. All the king's horses and not the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Humpty Dumpty, what befell him? Was it Corona? Did nobody tell him? Wash your hands, stay home, be well. Now Humpty has a broken shell. And oh, oh I want to know. Somebody tell me the truth. Because I'm sick of fake news. I smell a rat. I think I've been had. Give me the fact. Did he fall or was he pushed? Did he fall or was he pushed? Did Humpty fall or was he pushed? Did he fall or was he pushed, pushed, pushed? Now Humpty Dumpty is not in one piece. Now it's a matter for the police. They seek him here, they seek him there. Seeking suspects everywhere. But Humpty Dumpty, he is in a mess. Yoke everywhere and the shell in pieces. Still the police making no progress. When will the pusher confess? Cause oh, oh, I wanna know. Somebody tell me the truth. Cause I'm sick of fake news. I smell a rat. I think I've been had. Give me the fact. Did he fall or was he pushed? Did he fall or was he pushed? Did Humpty fall or was he pushed? Did he fall or was he pushed? Pushed, pushed. What an absolutely amazing track. Uh, you like that? It's so, it's so good. I love it. And how long did it take you to write that? Uh, not long, really. Just and messing said, around. I mean, I don't generally sit down with a pencil in my mouth trying to work it out. It just <laughs> kind of evolves by picking up the guitar and playing it. And also, I usually have to do a song live while I'm still writing it. Like last Sunday, I didn't really know the song. I messed it around. But by actually doing it to people, you get an idea. Oh, I should have done this shit. You know, you get ideas by actually throwing yourself in and doing it. So, you know, I suppose it started about two weeks ago and just a bit, you know. It's so good. Of course, I didn't write the first verse. That's an old nursery rhyme, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you can't take credit for that, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> um, for anyone, you know, who's who's wanting to feel good and by listening to music or I'd, I'd seriously recommend going, going and uh, getting some of Tim's music or getting his book. He's a real, uh, real inspirational guy. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, if we can help each other, whichever means we can, you know, whether it's through music or whatever creative outlook at, uh, outlet at this time, especially then I'd, I'd highly recommend it. Well, we've also got to, um, you know, uh, I say to everybody, just just watch out from social media because probably within three weeks when we signed all the all the stuff and and 
It's it's on all the download sites and the video is up because the video I think is pretty good, isn't it, for Weeks Act Freddy? It's a great video. The track it's, and the, it, the it's the really video. fun. So look out for that and and download it and and keep us all in baked beans and and brown rice over here. <laughs> when's um, the track? When's the track going to be released, Tim? Do you know? Well, we hope within the next two or three weeks, I would say. Um, so it's imminent. I'm just I've just finished doing a couple of things, an extra couple of extra credits on the video. And uh, I'm waiting for my man to come back with a final mix with a heavy bass drum, man. You've got to have that boof, boof in there. <laughs> um, and uh, then I've got to sign a paper agreement with the guy who's going to, you know, get it to all the download sites. And then he's going to, you know, he's got a whole network of internet radio. He's going to push it on. Um, right. So that'll take, I would say it'll take a maximum three weeks to turn around. It may be two. Um, Great. So there you go. That's that. And there's plenty to follow it. And then I'll have to do this one as soon as I can get some musicians in the studio. This would be full, full on blegue. That's blues reggae. That's my kind of hybrid that everybody says I'm guilty of uh, inventing. <laughs> Didn't really, but you know, blues and reggae go together. You do it like so well, though. You know, you, you do it so well. We've we've done it, like I said at the top of the uh, podcast. We've done a couple of tracks. Um, yeah, good. I was just saying we've got to make it as soon as we can get out, get out of our prisons. We've got to make a wild video for um, um uh, all the money. Yeah. Yeah, we've done. Why don't I play guitar and you sing a chorus of that quickly? I'll go one, all the money, right? One, two, three. <laughs> all the money in the world can buy me one more breath. Or feed me when I'm dead. There you go. Oh, yeah. All the money in the world can ever buy my heart. Or feed me who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to remember the words there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. It's the, how, but how, how good is that? They're great songs, you know. We, yeah, we, but how we great are... that we can sing it together. You see, you know, you've been, you've been blown off about me and I've been blown off myself. You see, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what a talented bastard Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Philpot is. Oh, what darling. What can't he do? Darling. <laughs> darling. Yeah. Just, Tim, it's been Yeah, it. but no, that, that would be great to do a proper... Um, uh, uh, a, a good remix and a nice video of that we could really get up to some mischief with that i think yeah it's a good track and it? it's a it's another feel good track isn't it that you know uh... yeah exactly tim thank you so much it's been a pleasure um you're a great guy and uh, like i say i can't stress enough go go find tim timeless tim tim hain if you have yeah, com. you can actually find on there at the moment we will be putting the song on there of course com. And there is a thing with videos. There's quite a few live clips on there and a couple of nice little kind of uh, sample videos on the homepage. Um, so there we are. It's an honour to bring a little bit of sunshine in, in, in dark times. And uh, You certainly you know, you do think, that. If you think I'm a great guy, Asta, let me just say it takes one to know one. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, you know. Thank you. And, uh, do you want to play us out, Tim? Okay, now maybe this is a slightly serious song because I, I, I cover, you know, a wide spectrum. It's lovely to amuse people and entertain people, but it's also nice to... Um... Educate. Yeah, now this is a song I wrote when... Uh, is very, very different subject matter here. When Israel attacked Gaza in 2015, I think it was. And it was the only time in history when I can remember both sides 
of the House of Commons being in unison and saying it was disproportionate. You know, so wow. this is really a song about world peace, and it's called My Father's Child. My Father's um, Child, Tim Hayne. Well, I was tuning in my television the morning after 9-11. A rabbi was delivering a sermon to the nation. He says, the problem is we're all obsessed with all of our differences. Why can't we be obsessed with the one thing that we all have in common? Because I was born without a religion. Or a nationality Born a brand new human And that's my identity Born without an agenda Simple and wide Whichever way you slice it I am my father's child Well, I was caught up on a fight on Facebook. Everybody's right and nobody looking at the other point of view, which is what you gotta do. I was defriended, then I was reprehended, cause we got together and decided to talk our differences through. Cause I was born without a notion of who is wrong and right Born without a nation Telling me who I should fight Born without a label Just a tear and a smile Whichever way you slice it I am, I am, I am My father's child Nothing ever take that away from me. I am, I am, I am my father's child. And when you know your father, then you know your family. I am, I am, I am one of seven billion reasons. And all of them are human. Man, woman, and children of every nation. Oh, yeah. And like Bob Marley said, one love, one heart. So I say, one love, one heart. Because I was born without a religion, just a tear and a smile. And whichever way you slice it, I am, I am, I am My father's child 